Hello, I'm Russell Howard, and this is Wonderbox. My guest this week is a fantastic comic and actor who's about to go on tour of the UK, but you might know him as the iconic voice of Love Island. This is Ian Sterling's Wonderbox. So, Ian. Hi. What is first in your Wonderbox? For the benefit of the people at home, he's got a lovely looking sort of, how would you describe that? This is, is a, no, we can start with this. Is that going in? It was, well, wasn't going to be number one, but this is going in. Okay, nice. This is my notebook. It's got a pen in it and a, yeah. a pad. And it's a pad within a notebook. It's a pad and there's a book in the pad and it's got my initials on it. My wife got me it. Oh, that's nice. And I thought it was a bit um, much, much, a bit much. I quite like it, but it gives you an air of sort of a ageing detective. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's got that lovely kind of burgundy colour. Yeah, there's a few names in here, but, actually. But what, what's lovely what's lovely is you've hidden a contemporary notebook inside your flash notebook. So the, the, the notebook it's that like, suited this is finished. Yes. Yeah, and I've got like a modern thing hidden in it. Well, that always happens, doesn't it? Around, do you find that like around Christmas time, people get your notebook and it's always that moleskin paper. Yeah, and it's, there's something about writing stand up on fine paper. It just that isn't what the tree died for. No, do you know what I mean? It's just like I you're feel just going like going, funny uh, yeah. farts are funny, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can just feel the tree going. I can feel like the farmer that grew the trees being like ashamed of what. <laughs> yeah, 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 this exactly. is not what I intended <laughs> for my babies. Yeah, man. Um, but I love um The reason I've got it is because it's my stand-up notebook. Mm -hmm. So like, stand-up has to be there in some form. Yes, and also in this sort of like more ever modernizing age like computers <laughs> AI I still have to write on a notebook there's mm. something about putting ideas down mm. in a notebook that I just for example the other day in the back of this in the back I've just written down examples of moments in your life where your brain goes be normal and then right. you can't be normal yes, yes. do you know what I mean mm -hmm. So I, I just don't think I would get a laptop out and then make a new word document and do that. Yes. But like there, I was just like I was like, I was just writing down like do you know like stupid examples like when you're sitting in A and E as a healthy person, mm. or um, on the way here I wrote down like when you're lying in bed with someone new and you realise you've not breathed for a minute. Wow, that's... have you ever done that? No, I was the other way. I was with sort of like farts and stuff like that, and sort of like I remember just kind of going on dates with my wife early doors and then just going to the toilet and just farting like a like somebody had like stabbed a hippo to get just <laughs> just all but all the air out do you know what i mean that, that somebody had put that hippo through as some compression machine and it, it just needed to be like you know the last king of scotland yeah when they give dying breath yeah the Idi Amin. <laughs> you know. but i remember that but breathing that's that's deep. My wife used to think I always went into her bathroom when we first met to um, do farts and stuff. I was actually, <laughs> I used to wash my feet in her bath because I was worried that my feet smelled. Yeah, I hear that, yeah. I used to do that every time. <laughs> For months, she thought I had like a wheat allergy or something. Yeah, it's, but, one of the, it's one of the magical things, isn't it, about when you meet somebody new, just being able to rummage through their um, shower gels. 
Do you know, I used to yes. love that. I used to love that in Edinburgh, the festival, where you'd have other comedians' girlfriends come up and you'd be like, sweet mandarin, don't mind if I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, and you got to sort of pilfer through all their that words. That was the first time any comedian ever had a yeah. mint shower gel. This when is it. The, the fellow comedian's girlfriend visited. Yeah. Steve Williams, his wife, would come up and I, I'd sort of, listen, this come across that I was smelling her on the regular. But I was always... It wasn't, you weren't doing it regularly. No, just no. every now and again. I was aware. When she sort of entered the room, I was like, that's interesting. And... <laughs> and <laughs> And I, she, I got up early one morning and um, really went to town on her shower gel. And it was it was that minty. That's an experience, isn't it? First time you put that mint. Oh, yeah. We're both going to say it. Yeah, go on, on say it. Count of three. On your one, two, three. Tentacles. 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 I remember hearing that probably through most of the things like that I hear are normally stand up. Yeah. Uh, they put in the minty shower gel on your genitals. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the first time I did it, I was like, wow. Mm. I also know like now that I'm in like a relationship and stuff, I used to watch obviously stand up obsessively when I was a kid and I'd go to comedy clubs mm. so there's all the older people talking about relationships mm. and I'd find it funny but obviously it made no sense and now I look back at like sets of like Frankie Boyle talking about like being married and all that back and I'm like oh yeah, yes yeah, it's funny isn't it yeah <laughs> it's so funny those topics that just meant nothing to you as a kid and then suddenly you're talking about them but you and you're like oh, I've become that guy I've yeah I'm that girl and it's sort of, do you find yourself using a lot of your life when you do your stand-up? I can't, I can't use anything like, else. I can't use anything else. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but also, presumably, because you're kind of public, Yeah, it, it must be that thing of, like, there must be notes in there where you're like, well, that's really funny, but we'll see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of running it. I'm yeah. conscious of that as well, like, where I don't want to misrepresent people. There's, there's two elements to that for me. So the easier one to answer is like, generally with age, when I was in my 20s, I would say anything about anyone mm. and be like, I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah. And I think I sort of, because I thought it wouldn't bother me, but now I'm a bit older. And maybe because I've had things written about me. Yeah. I realise, oh yeah, people saying stuff about you that is, I never said anything on stage that isn't true, but you would use a bit of like poetic licence mm. or whatever. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm actually very aware of being true to that person and mm. not um, stitching them up. And then also the second thing is that, like, yeah, that if you say something daft on stage, it might end up as, like, page 27 of, the day, of like, the whatever newspaper. What's the strangest headline that you've read about yourself? Oh, 100 like, there was 100% when I used to do, a like, a throwaway thing. I was, like, getting interviewed, like, the Edinburgh TV Festival or something. Mm -hmm. My voice is obviously a lot more famous than my face. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can pretty much get about anywhere without, as long as I don't speak. Yeah. But the minute I say anything... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meerkats, yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... So, I, I don't know many people that have that. Absolutely, yeah. It's you and, you and the late, great Stephen Hawking. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... He, he was never in the running for the Love Island uh, job, was he? Well, turns I out mean, he does Love Island. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just a bit, it was a bit too old. Wow. But you're right, though, eh? So, are yeah, you... so anyway, I said a throwaway comment in this interview. I went, oh, yeah, like, um, it's a nightmare phone in the bank. Like, you phone up the bank and they go, oh, are you the voice of Love Island? I'm like, yeah, yeah, can I um, exchange, can I extend my overdraft by £100, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also there's a big article that, like, 
Ian Sterling's skint having to extend his overdraft. Oh my God, is that what it was? Yeah, and like That's he so admitted in front of a room of... And then also, the funny thing <laughs> about stand-up is it is mental, right? Out of context. So it's like he admitted in a room full of TV moguls that he needed to extend his overdraft. And I'm like, well, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was obviously kidding. Yeah, it's funny. So yeah, that's a, that's a funny one. Do you ever feel like swapping your accent out? in case you don't want to be recognised because you could pull off sort of Norwegian. I could do not. You could, I could do Canadian. I you could speak in Norwegian but it'd still be this accent. Obviously, I spend a lot of time in Liverpool. Oh, so you could do a Scouts? I could do... Well, a lot of cities would find it charming you having a go at their accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liverpool wouldn't find it <laughs> no, charming. But, it, but also, <laughs> then the story could be in the paper that Ian Sterling from Love Island was seen outside of Starbucks practising how to say, can I have a latte, please? Can I have a, can latte? Have a latte, please? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is a latte, you've got a fucking... I always fucking... Fucking. If so you yeah. fucking, like, that's your base, right? Fucking, here we fucking, right? Fuck, I'm here, right? Fucking, I'll have a fucking <laughs> latte, la. But then no one orders a Starbucks like that. And you're like, <laughs> fucking latte, please, mate. Frothy coffee, fucking... Yeah. Uh, but it's so funny as well with Liverpool I'm always so worried about talking about Liverpool because I've worked so I feel like Liverpool is like a cat in that most cities are like dogs like when I go anywhere they're like oh thanks for coming and we have like a nice time mm. whereas like Liverpool you've got to like really work hard and I like and also I think they can smell it off me how like I really want to be like accepted by them and yeah. be them yeah but it's funny I, I like that analogy of them being like a cat because you've got to work a little bit harder but if you win their love, you'll... Oh, there's nothing better than a... There's nothing better than... But there is the chance that that city could show you its ass. <laughs> yeah. and, and just walk away. And just look over its shoulder. I, when I was tour support for Russell Kane, mm -hmm. I have never... Because I was, at that point, I... Like I, I sort of, I sort of, I've always supported Liverpool when I was younger. Yeah, but I've been right. to like a few games, and I try to open with some stuff about like, oh, what's funny around Anfield, all the buildings. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've met like two thousand people who went absolutely not, yeah, yeah, shut yeah. down, and yeah, then it was yeah. just nineteen minutes of just trudgery, and I learnt my lesson that day. <laughs> so, how often are you writing uh, notes in this? Do you take this everywhere with Every, you? Well, I've tried. I used to like. Before sort of COVID, I'd take it like everywhere. And then I've like, like going to the gym, I've got out the habit. And then actually before COVID, I had this backpack. My wife was like, not disgusted by it, but like when you get into your 30s and you've still got a backpack all the time. And I've got, I think R Russell attest to this, I could be wearing anything on any given day. Yeah. Like just whatever's available to me, I will put on. So I can wear like, genuinely, I could be wearing like slacks and a suit jacket. Mm. And then the next day I'm in like jogger bottoms and like yeah. a swimming cap. Because like it's just whatever's <laughs> available to wear, I'll wear. And I just always had this white rucksack that had like, and I, do you know what I feel like? My notebook, I feel like maybe the young generation now with like doing Instagram's stories and stuff, they've got to feel, I felt like I had to document everything or it was like wasted. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point, isn't it? That as stand-ups, you're from that generation where you're like, oh, I've had a thought, write it down. And then I'll, I'll sculpt that thought for public consumption later. Yeah. Whereas you're probably right now, it must be that thing of like, oh, I've just noticed that, you know, and you could probably just pop that off as, you know, when you're a healthy person at A&E. Yeah. And then just chat about that. And then that's so funny. That would go, that would, that would, you could see that as a viral video. Like someone like my friend got really drunk. I took them to an A&E. &E, they're in there, get their head stitched up. And I'm now 
stuck in the waiting room as a healthy person mm. and that would be like a reel that would probably do quite well in yeah. the right hands. I remember when my brother was in Dubai and his uh, appendix burst and we didn't have uh, travel insurance and it was late and, and he claims that the reason is appendix burst because he was looking at Viz magazine and they've got a thing called Up the Arse Corner. And it is a funny corner. Yeah, and it was a cow and there was sort of a farmer looking over it and it really loved that that farmer was fucking that cow. And, it, and, it, and he really laughed and went, Phew. and then he claims it was that. Anyways, that's by the by. We were in, um, we were in A&E and um, he had to kind of like pee in this kind of pot and whatnot. And then they had him in a room. And then I kind of went to see him in the room and he still had this piss in his hand. And I was like, mate, what are you doing? Just get rid of it. And he was like, they need it. I was like, they don't do it. And we were having this sort of stand-up row in A&E with my brother refusing to give his piss away. And then the doctor came was in and he, went, so why are you still holding that piss? And he went, get rid of it, Rose. <laughs> but it, what, where was he holding? Do you not pee into like a tub and then give them the tub? Yeah, well, this is it ordinarily, yeah. But he was literally holding onto it. Like, so what did they do? Like, did he piss They looked the, at him with real like... confusion because they were like, well, we've already checked that. Like, I don't know but what... What, how did, what did they do? One of those like... I don't know. I was, things in it yeah, or something. I wasn't privy to that bit. I just walked in and it smelt funny and he looked in a bad way and he was holding onto piss. He looked like a hoarder on a Channel 5 show. <laughs> do, you, like, do you know what I mean? Where you were like going, what, what's this? What, it's welcome not... to Mr. Piss. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got every urination he's done since 1982. They are all special to me. You know, was... This is when I didn't drink water yeah. for three days. <laughs> what, um... Can I just check before we move on to the next item? Sure, sure. Just for the records, what is going in the box? Is it the notebook and the cover and, the whole... and a pen? Can I put the whole thing in? Of course you can, yeah. Because then I've got the... Kit and it's all nice and battered now as well. Which I like I it. That makes that, classic that makes Scotsman. Me... Oh, that's I don't even right. think that that's all right. very. I'm writing that that's down. That's all right. It makes me look wise. Yeah, it does. And then it's. I've got this pen's engraved with my oh. again my wife. Very nice. Yeah. Late, women are so good at buying gifts. Yeah, because the great thing about that is it doesn't cost much, but yeah, the, there's so much thought that goes into it. Yes. Yeah, Whereas great. I think men broadly come from a. Hey, come on! It was sixty-two quid. Yeah, it's to it, generalise. It's like it's very often kind of come on, look. Women do have a sort of higher emotional intelligence, right? So like they will sort of like attune themselves into like what is right for you. Whereas we're sort of like historically men, I guess, are like hunter gatherers. So in your head, you're like, look at the amount or the expense of this thing. Yes, yes. The sparse like you want to get the mo this is sparsely available, and I went out and got it from yeah, yeah, Selfridges. Yeah. Exactly, eighteen rabbits I've slaughtered this morning. <laughs> that is it. Do you mean eighteen rabbits I've slaughtered, or a Louis Vuitton wallet? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. the modern day equivalent of <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly, it's very much so. Yeah. I, I don't think my wife would like a Louis Vuitton wallet for the. Can you remember what you got her when she got you that? Was it a Christmas present or birthday? Yeah, this was a, this was a good few years ago. What did I get her? I'm much better now. Like I think I'm like a changed man. The first year we ever went out, um, I, I got her a collection of steak knives. Bloody hell! And she's not ate red meat since she was thirteen. <laughs> I mean, that is. What was your thinking behind that? The thinking was she needed. She didn't have great knives in her flat that she lived in at the time. So you, that's a present for you. Yeah. <laughs> One for me. Two steak knives are just knives you use to eat steak with. Sure. The problem is they were in the block which concealed the blade right so I I knew I'd fucked up 
when she started taking them out and they were all the same, I thought there was going to be like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, well, well then, yeah, I, that's all right. So you, you just want to get some decent knives. Knives, but, but yeah. I got a selection of like 12 steak knives. Mm. Also, she lived on her own in this flat, so I don't know what she's going to do with 12 steak knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that was bad. But then I've got, I've got better, I've got better throughout the years. I got her nice stuff this year. I got a pair of mittens that she liked. Oh. She's on an airport. The older you get, the more you realise it's actually about listening. And they drop hints. So, they don't, and, women don't drop hints. Women tell you out loud. And men still go, I've no idea what, yeah, what to yeah, get her. Yeah. but it was so She's a riddle wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. she said an iPad yeah. four I, times this I, week. Yeah. I like mittens. Oh, I wonder what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I call what it that. I'm on a website, www.mittens.com. What the fuck does what, she like? What can I get her? My I, hands are so cold. I, we'll, we'll do with your hands in a minute. <laughs> I, I, th- I know Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. A, a big Apple Watch. And I'll An put, expensive one, babe. Yeah, and I'll put Dear Sandra on it. It's not my name. Shut up. <laughs> I, I, it's I, one I of my favourite things. I love Christmas Eve and I love the look of confusion on men in the high street as they sort of flip between, you know, Pandora. <laughs> Claire's accessory body shop all them clients you know what I mean and I love it it's my favourite thing what does she want who is she what am I doing a man on Christmas Eve walking down the high street holding a selection of bath bombs I'm like mate I feel so bad for you I love it it's one of my favourite that and watching grown men come home from a stag do on a sort of Sunday evening at a regional airport oh my god yes (laughs) but you know that kind of alright babe how was your weekend (laughs) you know and you can smell the stank on them. And I the, love it. I always, I was a weekend, and they're always thinking of ways to say, "How do I tell you? I genuinely have no idea." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there should be like a viral video where you sit against, like, you see uh, soldiers returning home from war and just seeing the Labrador's reaction, and a husband who's been up to no good returning to his wife from a stag do and juxtaposing those. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Hello, Bowser. <laughs> All right, Marie. Like it's <laughs> there's something in that. What's um What's next? Can you have like phrases in it? Of course you can. Because I want the fra- want. I I want the phrase "dos cerveza per favor." Okay. Because um I've lived technically I've not technically I've lived in Spain for like over a year of my life. Of course you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, month to month. Yeah. So like eight weeks a time. For the last, well, obviously the last couple of years with family and stuff, I've stayed at home. But like, um, I spent six, seven years, eight to 16 weeks of the year in Spain. Whereabouts? Mallorca. Yeah. All different parts, mainly German pensioner areas. Right. So there was basically every year there's like a bunch of German pensioners and then like 300 British media types show up right. and just sort of run riot for a bit, although yeah. everyone's sort of calmed down a bit, or maybe I'm just not in the, the mad circles anymore. Yeah. But the reason I picked Dos Cerveza Per Favor is because um, it was just such a fun time for me that time. And there was a particular year, I can't remember the exact year, but like Love Island was just this phenomenon. And like England had had that really deep run in like, I think it was the World Cup or was it the Euros? They right, lost they to Croatia. Could... Yeah, 2018. Pubs would have like the England games on in yeah. the pub, and they would keep one TV in the corner of the pub for Love Island and stuff. Oh wow! Just this really lovely time. And before the England Croatia game, I went to the bar 
and I went to order a beer and then I realised, because it's such a social time, I actually didn't know the Spanish for one. <laughs> like, I wow. literally didn't know. <laughs> so I remember I, took, I said dos cerveza, which is two beers, please. And they mm. gave me two beers. And I just sat on um, this like little stool outside and I, I think I still smoked in maybe. I was having a cigarette and like a thing and like there's a bit of football on. Like Even my closest friends had like a Love Island WhatsApp group. They talk about Love Island like it wasn't even a thing that I was involved in that show at all. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I so distinctly remember this moment of being like, oh man, like I'm part of something really like special now and it felt really cool. But and it's so intrinsically to attach that the phrase but you're also you're part you're part of a sort of cultural phenomena but it's also just your everyday life and you're just yeah. having a beer in the sun yeah knowing that this big thing has kind of gone mad and it was nice knowing this thing's kind of gone mad and I'm just in a pub surrounded by legi legitimately German pensioners who obviously have no idea yeah 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 and we so we're not in it so it was sort of a, a really surreal when I do it from home you still like get in the tube to come here or whatever and like you can see people have got their iPhones and they're watching like last night's episode on like ITVX yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. so you sort of get an idea and obviously because the show's been going for like 11 series now it's sort of come to a much more calm place there's yeah. not this sort of like media furore and like madness around it when you're in Spain you've got no idea for it and especially that year 2018 like I was part of this thing and became sort of known but I was in Spain I, 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 I'm trying to use this for context. I don't want to come across like a prick, basically. But like, I basically done like a room, a gig above a pub to like forty people yeah. and didn't fill it. Yeah. Went to Spain for two months, didn't set foot in England, came home and booked the Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like and it was such was a that, mad time. And what was that like doing the Apollo? Because it's a really special venue. Yeah, I, like... I sort of wish I drank it. I don't know if I'll ever be back in a place where I do the Apollo. And again, I, that doesn't really, I hope that doesn't come across as like a woe is me thing because like, yeah. I did the fucking Apollo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do it twice because I was so nervous and like, I sort of semi remember it. I don't really remember what I did on that day. And I certainly hadn't played a room that size before. So like doing, well, I think I had, but not doing like a on 90 minute show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like that was wild. From that um, whirlwind of like Love Island, those like those three, two, three years where it was genuinely insane to me. I wish I'd like taken a step back more and been like, because I think also I think as a as a defense mechanism, whatever it was, I think I didn't really think about playing the Apollo because I was just like I do the Apollo, and I I don't think that was an arrogance. I think that was my brain going right. We have to sort of pretend to each other this is a completely normal thing to do otherwise you'll go insane <laughs> and it literally wasn't until I got and I think I wasn't maybe wasn't as prepared because then when I got there everybody went oh actually no this is insane <laughs> do you know what I mean and yeah. I hadn't thought about it. people for weeks were like you're playing the Apollo and I was like yeah, yeah. well and I'll play it again next year yeah, yeah, like, yeah. calm down yeah, yeah. and then I walked into the room and it was just like honest it was like I opened the door and it was like when you get off a plane like this sort of warm air was just like fuck <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> What? Yeah, man. And then, like, I was backstage the whole time, and then I was like, a thing people might not know is like when you play like those bigger rooms, like there's people that work on your tour that you don't. They all come. Yeah. I don't meet them at the Colchester Art Centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when yeah. you're at the Apollo, they're all like there, and they're like eating your apples, and I'm like, what's going on? 
Yeah, I remember the weirdest I ever had was Martin from Homes Under the Hammer. No way. <laughs> but so we just. <laughs> that is, so that is, the, that is the greatest name drop in podcasting yeah. history. It was mad. Where, where were you? So I did the Albert Hall. The and, Albert Hall. And, and, and he was, 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 was knocking on walls. Yeah, decent. It was so bizarre because I sort of come off. You did the gig, and I look around, and I I see my brother's there, and I, and I sort of do a double take and go, "Pretty sure my brother's talking to Martin from Hammer." <laughs> and he, Daniel had met him at a tube station, and had just gone and go, "Oh, my brother's playing the Albert Hall. If you want to come along," I'm, I'm, and I was like, and I pulled Daniel to one side. I said, "Why the fuck is Martin from Hammer here?" And he was like, "Because I'm trying to get into real estate." Like that, no. and I said real estate like that. He went shut, rushed to understand, and then he was talking about Martin. Like uh, Martin doesn't like prawns, like he was, <laughs> but he was like. Like Martin was his friend. He's got his number. Did he come backstage? So he was Martin backstage. from Omsalmer was backstage. He was backstage, <laughs> drinking my beers, like handing the skittles, which is not a metaphor. There's actual skittles. skittles yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was only, only yellow ones. Yeah, it was the man's. Yeah, but it was just this. And then as a consequence, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, that, that was a good gig," and you can't really talk about the gig because, you know, Hammer is there. Yeah. so funny, man. We went to see. Um, he looks like he's eating a lot of Rustler's burgers. Oh my god! He looks like he's made of Rustler's burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like a Rustler burger with a wig yeah. on. I, I mean, I love him. He's a nice guy. But I saw a video of him crying outside B and Q, and I was like, "Yeah, makes sense." Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> like, but do you know what I mean? Like, he looks like he was born to weep outside major stores. Do you know what he's got about him? Martin from Wolves and Dama. I could walk past a McDonald's or like the Riverside Cafe and if <laughs> yeah. he was in there, neither would surprise me. Yeah, yeah. He agreed. could be minted or like bankrupt and I'd be, both would make complete sense to me. That makes exact sense. You could see him at the Groucho or screaming outside a Cafe Nero because they won't give him a stamp. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, yeah. he's, he's faked the loyalty card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would I fake it? You st- I'm, I'm Martin from Hammer. Right. You stopped, we saw you steal a stamp last yeah, week. Yeah, and my, <laughs> brother's, my brother's like that. Saving for the car, Martin. <laughs> Saving for the car. Put your top back on, Martin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but he was, it was, it's funny though, eh? So that, so that, the beers. The dos uh, cerveza. Dos cerveza, per favor. Dos cerveza, per favor. That is that like a calm in the middle of the. I think I had yeah. I think I had that moment when madness. I that dos cerveza, per favor thing weirdly sort of sums me up. Where I was like, I'm always trying my best. Do you know what I mean? I'm in. If I'm in Spain. I'll I'll use Spanish, but I don't do enough work to know any Spanish, any good Spanish. So I've failed there. And then I'm like, I'm not going to speak English because that'd be rude. But so mm. instead, I'm just shouting the only phrase I know at this guy, and it was just like that. So there's that. That's me. That is literally me in a nutshell. Like, try my absolute best, but it's sort of going badly. And then sitting down into this sort of like world that made sense of like Love Island and being eight weeks in Spain, and you're in this like weird tourist resort where no one knows who you are, and there's yeah. football on, and it, and it just felt yeah, and 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 chill. Here's a question. When you see a couple out on a date, uh, if you're in a pub, do you find yourself doing a voiceover in your head? Do you know what? No, but I do. The biggest thing in the first few weeks in Levant, the biggest thing is just finding jokes about people's jobs. So, like, I've genuinely had days where someone's like, oh, what do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, I'm a chemist. Yeah. And I'll then stop hearing what they're saying because I'm like, oh, that would be 
great in Love Island. Mm-hmm. Chemistry. Yeah, well, you've got all the medicines. Yeah, the, everything. You, you can do puns about every lozenge. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and then they're like, and and then I realise I've not listened to a word they've said. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, welcome to my world, man. It, like, it's so funny, isn't it, where you just kind of. You know when Halle Berry in X Men, her eyes go white. Yeah, and she, like it's it's like that. <laughs> That's I think. Such but, a good but, but, but it's that thing of like, hey, what do you do? Like that, and it's just <laughs> the, the eyes are just going up to the brain. Just, and my like our respective partners are like, he's just in a. He'll be, he'll be back. <laughs> he's gone Dep- to work. Depending on how depending on how good he is, <laughs> he's gone to work. We, we'll have him back in five seconds or possibly two minutes, and you're just sort of there. Waiting for the lightning to strike. <laughs> Mate, that is how my brain works. Do you ever do that thing where someone's talking to you for ages and then you go off in another place? But then I, all I, the only time I return to it is I just, sometimes I generally go, right, what is your I'm listening smile? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I genuinely think, yeah. And sometimes <laughs> I get like proud of myself. <laughs> Like bloody hell! Yeah, and then you're you've forgotten about the thought you're thinking about, and now you're thinking about how good you're doing. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you're then you're a grown man saying to yourself, "Do you know what? I'm listening really well." God damn right you are. Like that. Hon- honestly, <laughs> I have not heard what someone's saying to me yeah. because I have been thinking to myself, "Oh my god, you are listening to this person so well. so good." <laughs> Normally, you'd be thinking about like the Liverpool game or like puns, <laughs> but right now you are listening to this. Per- I you, I can't remember their name. What they do, what they're talking about, but you, to them, you are really listening to everything that's being said. Yeah. What a great guy. And then my wife will be like, oh, what do you make of like them? And the journey home, and I'll be like, I honestly have no idea yeah. of any, like, anything. And then the other thing is sometimes you don't cork it and it just leaps out and you've created a real scene. Mm. Like, do you know I, mean? I remember going to a wedding and I had no idea. So the, the groom was gay and the, his best man was his brother, twins. And after sort of like five minutes into this speech, I sort of whispered to my wife, I was like, is the, is the brother gay as well? And she was like, yes. And then the dad was chatting to me about stand-up. And he kind of pulled me to one side because he wanted to do stand-up. So I was giving, you know, saying, you know, various tips. You, just quickly, sorry, to, when you someone asked you about stand-up, are you, there's two schools, I think there's two schools of thoughts, and I'm firmly in one. But there's people that hate it because it's like oh it's a bit embarrassing or whatever and there's people that, like love it because it's like it's the say i can't fuck this up oh mate i love it oh, i'm the same as you yeah yeah well, it's, i'm it's, the same as you if somebody please. says oh, i want to do stand-up i'm like right pull up a seat and i will figure this out for you and i'll give them websites and i'll give them things know, to do because i know it I, I don't get distracted yeah. i can tell you everything you need to know and also it's the conversation you wish you'd had with somebody. Like, if you'd have plucked yeah. up the courage when you were 15, I remember the first time I went to Jester's in the now defunct Jester's in Bristol when I was 18 years old. But I had 50 pages of jokes that I'd written, and I went there on a Saturday having plucked up the courage. And I kind of like knocked on the door, and they're like, Yes, mate. And I was like, I'll go on tonight if you need me. Like that. And they were like, What? <laughs> like that. And I was like, I've got, and I sort of showed them like, these, all these jokes, and they were like, what, what I don't understand. I was like, I, I, I'll do the comedy tonight. I've got all this. And they were like, no, no. And But they oh, showed man. me, there was a place down the road, there's a thing called uh, Virgin Mirth, and they do free gigs, go there. Okay, thank you. But I'm, I look like a moron. And the guys that used to work at Jester's, they recognised me a couple of years later. They were like, are you that bloke that 
to show up, up on a professional comedy night. But yeah, but it was like, how else do you do it? Like, and that was, and also back in the day, now you could probably just go on YouTube. There'll be a tutorial. Like, hi, my name's Todd, and I'm going to teach you how to become a stand-up comic. I got the bus in from mum and dad's house, and like, and was terrified. Did you have like a moment? Why did you did you do that? Because you've been built. You decided on Saturday I'm going to go to the thing and just didn't do the research, or you just like and at five minutes notice you went fuck it, let's go. Yeah, it was like right, print them all off. Fuck it, let's do this. Got yeah. on the bus, went in, but luckily it it led to being able to do a gig the following Thursday, and then yeah. that was just the whole week was about that. You know what I mean? You remember when you yeah. were a kid and you first do it, and it's like oh, I've got a gig. Oh Jesus! And I then all on it like days before like. I remember I failed an exam and I was meant to be doing a retake but I was in the So You Think You're Funny final so I was like right okay I either fail that and I have to repeat that course or I do the final so I did the final repeated the course failed it again yeah I done a law degree which you, you can't have wow. and uh, I remember going on the train to Glasgow stand mm. making up my bibliography <laughs> And did you... For my dissertation. I got my degree, but I, like, scraped it. So did you want to be a lawyer at one stage? Um, no. I, basically, I, like, done well enough at school that, like, I could do it. Right. Where I grew up, like, sort of working class background, if you enjoyed it, it wasn't right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you never enjoyed school. You never enjoyed work. Yeah. Like, I got the grades to do law, so it was like, well, you do law, that's the best one. Yes. There, was, there was no, like, oh, I'm your quite dreams. interested yeah, in fiscal yeah, yeah. policy. Fuck yeah. that. Then, when you went to university, you, like, uh, met middle-class people who, like, done things, f- they were obsessed with, like, fulfilment. Yeah, yeah. And enjoyment <laughs> and that. Yeah, and it's... What a... the fuck's this? And that's what with me, like, because I then done all right at law because I didn't like it. But I didn't know I didn't like it because I've never liked anything. So but I genuinely didn't like anything. So what was the first thing you liked then? Stand-up. Honestly, I swear to God, after about three stand-up gigs, I was just like, I love this. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is what it feels like to love something. Yeah. It's insane. And then literally from that moment, you can, you can graph my exam results. Right, just because Womp. how can you possibly... What am I doing here? Put that this part shit, of your brain. this is shit. What year are you at university? Four, final year. Ah, man. Like, well. final year. So you were so close. And I'd done a third year away, so the third year didn't count towards your grades. Yeah. So I got, like, straight A's in my third year, but that was in Norway, in another fucking language, by the way. Wow. So fuck you, Edinburgh University. <laughs> Give me some of those credits, but yeah. none. <laughs> and then instead it was in fourth year. And like I said, I'm then literally inventing bibliographies on the back of like my dissertation, which is worth a third of my degree. Was this for you? You were definitely going to do stand-up? Yeah, I was always going to do stand-up. I also then, it became even tougher because I was in a random gig at the comedy store. Like my fa- You do that, just talking about open spots. I was in a five-minute open spot at the store. Yeah. And someone from BBC was there and they wanted me to be a kids' TV presenter. Yeah. And there was a big long story involved in that, but basically I got a job presenting on kids' TV. In the final year of university? At the, at, while I was still at uni. Wow. They got, I got this job presenting kids' TV, and then, but they knew I had like three, four months left on my degree, so they were like, get your degree first. So not only had I discovered stand-up, learned that you can actually enjoy something, I also had a job on television, Yeah. regardless of what grades I got. And I was just so I was just sitting in a library, like 20, being like, oh, oh, I do not care enough about Donahue versus Stevenson, yeah. 1912, <laughs> to read all five lead judges' 
Yeah, but that's such a head fuck because you're, it's so rare to finish university and have a job. Mm. Like, know you've got a job. Also, um, I graduated 2019, so it was like double dip recession credit crunch 2009 Nine. Nine, yeah, 2009 yeah, yeah. fucking hell yeah yeah double dip recession so also what had happened was basically it was a really f- fun time where in 2005 when you were at Edinburgh Uni doing law because Scots law is different to English law that's why I went to Edinburgh Uni so it's the best one so you basically teachers going yeah I can't say that everyone gets a job out of here but yeah, if yeah, you've got yeah. a lot but if you've got a law degree from Edinburgh Uni You'll be, fine. You'll be fine. Then it was like 2007, they were all like, um, maybe gap years? Does anyone want to do a gap year? And then what happened was everyone in the year before us got their traineeships cancelled. So they got like five grand to go on a gap year because it was cheaper than paying them their full thing. So then all those people came back for our year, plus our year, plus there was less jobs. Yeah. So then literally they're like, um, yeah, you won't get a job as a lawyer, I don't think, for like a few years. And I was doing kids TV anyway. So I was like, oh, great. I'll just, just like... I was only going to go do kids TV for like three months, get my foot in the door, and then, and then just be a stand up. And I just loved it. Yeah. So I did it with this guy called Phil, who's like, plays this character called Hacker the Dog. Yeah. Genuinely the funniest man I've ever met. Yeah. You follow him on social media, he's insane. Oh, is it? Yeah, he just goes about pubs and wigging and like multicolored suits drinking Blue Wicked, okay. singing Pet Shop Boys on karaoke. Okay. He goes into like the so that's roughest. What's, that's what's under the desk. Yeah, that's that's what was lying on. That was what was lying across my shins for four years. Wow. This mad guy. Yeah. He's so man, he's so funny. I took so much from him because he so doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He'll go into like the roughest pubs and wigging with like a suit which is just hack of the dog puppet his puppet <laughs> that he's got multi-printed that like you know those shots where you get like a jokey bed sheet made yeah. to give to your mate on, the, on a stag or whatever he'll like get proper suits made and just walk into a boozer yeah like proper fucking guys playing like pool and that and he'll be like blue wicked please is he uh, got the ability to fight because it feels like listen this is the way the world of celebrities go in but we get a big boxing fight between him, him and Timmy Mallet. Oh my like, God, a yes. Bit of a, like KSI Logan Paul. And we have Hacker the Dog against Mallet. Mallet versus Hacker. <laughs> I would absolutely. Do you know watch what I mean? That. Like all the, you know, Andy Peters against Jamie Thinkston. Do you go. know what? That's a good matchup because when you said Andy Peters, I thought you're going to struggle with her because he's, you know, he's, he's, ma- he's massive. I, well, he's sort of like I see him in the gym every so often and he's absolutely stacked. Yeah. He. I think he still runs a bodybuilding management company. Does he? Yeah. Wowzers. As well as doing Lorraine. As well as doing Lorraine. And did he, he came up with... Um, T4. In T4. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nando's black cards. Did he? Yeah. It's so weird, like, when you talk about meeting celebrities and whatnot, because I've sort of become pals with Sam Neill. Really? How did you meet him? I met him. I did a TV show in New Zealand when I was doing stand-up there, and he it was during lockdown, and he runs a vineyard. And we kind of went there to hang out with him. And it turns out he's just an absolute sweetheart. He comes across as an absolute being of a person. He's funny. He's kind of wise. It's sort of, I've always got a bit of a thing. I, I kind of, I like a, a father figure. But I think because yeah. my dad doesn't really chat, I quite like it with an old man will have a conversation with me. Yeah, it's, so, fu- I mean? it's so funny. I remember I was filming a thing for Comic Relief uh, once. My dad's a bit like, he's a chatty, but he doesn't like, you wouldn't play catch with him. And I remember I walked into this house and the, the father and son were playing FIFA. Wow. And I was like, I did not know dads could do that. Yeah. That is insane to me. I remember, it's so funny that, isn't it? When you see other families, like my mate Rob, when he was 18, his dad took him for a pint. And I was like, what the fuck? 
is he going to try and bang you? What's happening? <laughs> this, is like, this is mental. My well, dad you just went me for a drink for, with your dad. My dad took me for a drink on my 18th birthday. Yeah, it's perfectly for... normal. But, yeah. they, but this is what I mean. Whereas my, I was like, what? Just the two of you? <laughs> what? What do you talk about? Yeah, I, Stuff. <laughs> what? Like, yeah. Yeah, even like, yeah, but I'm the same, like, like watching anyone like kick a ball with their dad or that. Yeah. I'm like, no, he stands next to you and smokes a pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what dads do, I think you'll find. What is um, what's next in the box? I'm going to put the film Goodwill Hunting in. Okay, because it's my favourite film of all time. Do you see yourself as a Matt Damon figure? Um, Who are you in that? Do you know what? As t- I th- obviously, when you when I was younger watching that, I obviously thought it was Matt Damon, mm-hmm. and obviously also that wasn't that delusion wasn't helped by the fact I was um, the first person from my family to go to university, yeah. and I went to law school. Yeah. So already I'm like I'm a fucking genius. Yeah. Little did I know I was going to get a two-two, but at the time, I thought it was very clever. But I think, the more I think about it, the, I think the older I get, the think, I think I'm more Affleck. Okay. I don't know, it's that My worry... My boy's of, fucking wicked smart. That was that was, that was was Casey <laughs> Affleck. Yeah. Was you, it? Yeah. Oh, I apologise. My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> yeah, you're smart. I feel like the Ben Affleck thing of, like, I've sort of, like, I've got what I've got and I might just wake up tomorrow and still be like, there that's sort of one of my biggest fears really that i'll be um how am i wording this my biggest fear is that i'm sort of just getting by with what i've got available to me and and i'm sort of hanging on to stuff and it's just sort of slowly going away and i just don't want anything to go so when you're watching goodwill hunting does it make you feel that you're not fulfilling your potential is that what you're saying yeah i think it makes me i think i've worried that i don't fulfill my potential i worry that i don't work hard enough which is mad actually I was going to say, but you've written three series of your own sitcom. Yeah. Stand-up specials. Yeah. Voiceover. Married, yeah. kid. Yeah, and I've done it, but I think that's my worry, and that, that everything's going to disappear. I think oh, yeah, oh, everything's yeah. I mean, going to disappear. Yeah. Yeah. This this is built on sand. This too shall pass. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's like when you know, when you're a kid and you... Uh, is it the is it Keats, the Aussie Mandias? Uh, Shelley, close. Shelley. Yeah, oh. didn't they have a rivalry? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it says... Here lies the body of Ozymandias. Look upon me, ye mortals, and look weep. upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. That's it. And it's covered in sand and covered in grass and shit. And it's right. like this kind of amazing poem about doesn't matter what you do, you can end up as worm food. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I th- that is happening, particularly if you're young and you have this kind of moment where you're in a purple patch it's that strange thing like there'll come a time when your kid in the future will be like so you used to have a used to do a sitcom dad yeah 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 do you want to watch it nah yeah but but do you know what i mean like all these sort of achievements they will become just blips it's so bizarre you know and i think also that's why i like new media like working in television it's like obviously you're sort of adored while you're still of it's that weird thing while you're still of value to that 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 gatekeeper at that time. Yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a weird yeah. relationship. Like, take like IT. Like I still obviously work for ITVs too, so I can talk about this because I'm obviously still working for them. But like, if that was an example, like they're a young channel, mm-hmm. and I've been there for like nine, ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like now I'm like, do, 
all of a sudden I'm a like I'm a married thirty five year old with a kid. Yeah. Like, and there's what? no kind of ITV four. Yeah. For you well, there to is grab. an ITV four, but there? it just shows. No, but it's not like it shows replays of Poirot and stuff. <laughs> yeah. but I know what you mean. I know but what you mean. There but... isn't like a BBC four. There isn't like a sort of retirement home for ITV two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like a place where me and Keith Lemon like host yeah. a shopping show together or something. Yeah. yeah, for now. But who's to say? But do you know what I mean? It's like you, Lemon, and who's the other cat? Stephen Mulhern. Mulhern's he's he's a lovely killing bloke, it. But he's a really nice guy. I met like, him. He's so nice. I met him at a service station and he he came up to me. He was really sweet. We had a nice chat and you're like, what a lovely bloke. He texted me over Christmas, actually, and yeah. I've not texted him back. And do you know why I didn't? Because... I would normally just text someone back, but I was so touched by it. I ran downstairs and went to Laura. Oh, look, Stephen Mohair just sent me a lovely text out of the blue. Mm. But because that process had happened, I never got some reply to him after this. You'll have to, because <laughs> let's look at that from the other point of view. So I know. Lovely, sweet Stephen Mulhern's going, Oi, darling, you, you know who hasn't texted back? That fucking... I know. That's bad, isn't it? I will text them back. So, what is it about Goodwill Hunting then? Why is that in the Wonder Box? I love the film. I, think, I love it. it's really like I just love it. I think it's like really brilliantly well written. Have you know? I love the story about why they gave it to Miramax. Have you heard that story? No. I don't know if it's urban legend, but the story goes as follows. Obviously, Matt Damon was just like hot new property in Hollywood, and like Affleck had just been in like. I think it was like um, Pearl Harbor or like something. It was like the base of like the next like Hollywood leading man. Yeah. And they'd written this shit hot script. So like everyone wanted it. I think they'd already pitched it to Robin Williams, who was like, I'll forego my normal fee because this script is so brilliant. Oh, so wow. Like, everyone wanted it. And they went to meeting, to meeting, to meeting. And then they went into Miramax. And Miramax were like, um, we really like it, but do you know that scene where your two characters are chatting? And it's the one where they're at the construction site, and he's like, "I'm going to wake up tomorrow, yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to still be here." And you're, you don't owe it to you; you owe it to us. They went, "When they get in the back of the car and start fucking, we just don't really get that bit." And then they gave them the script there and then because they'd written that scene into it to make sure people had read the script. Wow! And Mirror Max were the only ones that picked up on it. Wow! Is the is what I've heard. Yeah. So I, I love that story about it. And then. So it could have been Goodwill Humping. Goodwill Humping. I mean, Miramax, can that guy do no wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is. Is it? Is, is that? Is it? What? Oh, okay. Um, that's amazing, though. So but, that, I, but that's such a window into the fact. Do you know what's really interesting about that? That my brain goes. Have you ever watched Entourage? Um, bets, like, not enough. It's sensational. Yeah. But. There is a scene in that where Billy Walsh writes a scene where Vincent James is getting blown by a guy and he gives the script to Eric to check and he goes, what, the, what, what what's this? And then uh, Vincent agrees to do it and goes, all right, I'll do it. I, I trust you. I, I don't think that scene makes any sense, but it's your vision. And then the director goes, it was bollocks. I was just doing it to test you to see whether or not you would do my film. So I bet you... That's come from... Yeah, I, I, that would make sense to me, yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's, yeah, it's really cool. And then, do you know, that, that film was just around when I went to Norway for uni. I got into... Whereabouts in Norway? Oslo. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's good, but it's not when you're... No, it is good. It's amazing. But I obviously went Spanish. as a skin student. Yeah, yeah. Like, I ate pasta and pesto 
and nothing else. In supermarket, we used to get one bottle of alcohol-free beer. Before that, was like alcohol-free beer wasn't even a thing. Yeah. And a crate of alcohol beer. So they'd scan the one alcohol-free one and then do us a crate. Oh, wow. Clever. So we're so skin. And weren't doing that to like save a few quid. We're like, this is the only way I can drink beer. Yeah. And me and my friend Robbie would buy these like shitty like little beers. Yeah. But we'd hang out with Norwegians who were all minted, and we'd genuinely go to the shop and buy one Heineken can of Heineken, and then just fill up the can of Heineken all night, so the Norwegian girls didn't see us drinking this like essentially special brew. <laughs> yeah. Great place to be a Liverpool supporter. Though. Oh my god, that's why I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I had friends. There's a guy called Thomas who learned to speak English through watching Liverpool games, mm-hmm. and he's like this big guy from Bergen, fishing background. So when he spoke Norwegian, he'd be oh, yeah. and then they'd be like, "You're right, you're right. Can I get you a drink of that, mate?" Yeah, it's amazing when that happens, isn't it? And yeah. he's like, I-, "I thought he was taking the piss for a bit." He was generally always like, "Yeah, fucking gonna go out later on, mate." Sorry, let me just get the drinks in. I love it. My it's fr- mad. My friend Simon Talbot is a brilliant comedian from Denmark. His dad is like proper, like Dublin, like you know, like rolling like that. So he'll go from fliggity bluggity fliggity shniggly blue to something like, How are you going? You're right. How are oh you? my god, I'm it's so the jealous. Most amazing juxtaposition. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I'm so mm. jealous of that. But what is the final thing in your wonder box? Um, it's a tiny little Cinderella doll, mm-hmm. a tiny little like figurine thing. Okay. That my daughter like is obsessed with. Oh, that's nice. I like like collecting toys and stuff, and I find it really interesting that out of all the sort of dolls and stuff. Did you like collecting toys before you had a? Yeah. Okay. I was into like I mean I've like weirdly got into like Funko Pops and stuff recently. Do you know those like you see them in all the shops? They're like they've got like the, the big head and the big eyes, and they do like every single character of a movie character you can think of I know those yeah yeah so basically every time I do an Amazon order I do one of them and now I've got like hundreds of them and so I I found it really interesting that to the doll she was into like little figurines and I just love like the enthusiasm that she has for like princesses yes and it's like that sort of obsession that I have with stuff growing up and oh, I that's can really nice. see myself like do you know what I mean like she'll watch She'll watch a Disney princess and be like, I need to wear the dress that she's wearing. Yeah. And then she'll just sit in the dress watching the thing. And I'm like, I was like, I was like, I'd watch golf and just like, my mum and dad had to like position the telly to the back garden so I could like just swing a golf club while watching golf. <laughs> wow. Because I just couldn't. And I was like, oh yeah, it's so amazing when you see like yourself reflected back in like a person. Yeah. I'm like, that is so me. That's amazing. And all I've been able to like shit do, a th- like I've watched Frozen so many fucking times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like every time, loves it. I, because obviously you're a performer, aren't you? So you just want people to like enjoy stuff. So yes. it feels great watching someone like enjoy a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that extent and be obsessive about it. My niece has got the new Barbie dream house. Yes. That has an, uh, is, has an elevator in it. And the other day I was on FaceTime with her dad and she grabbed the phone. I think she's five. And she put me... In the elevator. No way, I'd love like that. that. So, I, so I can just, I'm like looking up all this kind of pink and I hear her and her, she's like, <laughs> like breathing quite heavy. And, <laughs> and so good. she's like, you're going up now, you're going up. And I'm like, okay, like that. But it's, but she's, That's brilliant. But she's very similar in that everything is princesses and kind of like 
Barbie and she got a pink Barbie boat at Christmas and lost her mind. Yeah. And was just, you know, I thought, it's that amazing thing. What is it about little girls and princesses? I've no just, idea, man. It's a formula that's never dying, eh? And also, because if you watch, like... Because boys aren't really into princes. Exactly. And also, it's also funny when you watch, watching those films, like, when you're older, like, it's quite interesting how generic the male lead is, isn't it? Mm -mm. Like, the prince in Cinderella. What? What does he do? Mm. I don't think he even speaks in it, does he? I, I can't even he, tell you. He, yeah, he sort of just waits, doesn't he? I was thinking about this the other day. Goldilocks. Like, do you know what the moral of Goldilocks is? Um, what, yeah, what is the moral of Goldilocks? That's such a good point. What there, is it? There is none. She basically goes there, eats their food, sleeps in their bed, probably takes a shit. Yeah, 100% and, she takes it. Goldilocks shitting in that room. And bounces. That's it. Like, so the, the bears don't eat her. So as a kid, you're not... The, the lesson is... It's okay to steal someone's breakfast if you're a white woman. Like, <laughs> but it's but it's mad. Like, it's you know when you like n normally everything has a yeah a story behind it, but because the bears should eat her and the kids, the lesson they should learn is don't take other people's property because bears will eat you. Well, how does Goldilocks? No, it's really funny. Again, I know all these stories in and out, but I don't only snip as a parent. Like, for example, I've watched, like, Moana 500 times. But it was literally only about two days ago I watched the first five minutes. I was like, oh, our dad hates boats. That makes a lot more sense now because I've only ever come into it sort yeah. of, like, ten minutes in. Yeah, and, and exactly. And as a dad, you're not going to rewind it yeah. to prolong that. Although I have had that thing where, like, child goes to bed and you're, like... I've got to know how this ends. Two-thirds away from you, I need to know. And is your wife a Disney fan? Yeah, I mean, who's not a Disney fan, right? Well, kind of me. Like, as in, I, I've just never really... I, I it just passed Disney. me. No, nah, it kind of passed Even me. Even as a kid? No, nah, not really. It sort of just passed me by a bit. Like I, Aladdin? No, no. I'll tell you what you've got in your future is a very expensive holiday around the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for it, man. <laughs> Paris, buddy. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Wait, what's the other one? Where's the American one? Florida. Florida. Yeah. I'd... You know what's really funny? Now that I've, like been out to America a bit because I love on America and like gig there and all that isn't it funny with Florida because as a British person you're like oh it's Disneyland Paris and then you get there you're like wow old racists yeah, it's yeah. so mad <laughs> well, Florida, it's so mad it's, Florida's like the English equivalent of Windsor and the funny thing is the only news that makes it from the rest of the world from America is Florida yeah. because the majority of Americans cracking on living their day and then somebody in Florida's like I think they should saw it off like, it'd be, like as in, if you sawed, if you were to saw Florida away and just let it drift into the Caribbean. I honestly thought it was this sort of like left wing haven where no, like no. people were just dressed as like Belle from Beauty and the Beast and just floated around. I, honestly, until yeah. like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's full on. Have you done gigs in Florida? No, no I would, yeah. have you? Nah, nah. It's like the what? what who would sail in Florida? Roy uh, Chubby Brown. Be bloody funny to see. So I'm trying to think who would be Nish Kumar. <laughs> yeah, fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, I'm aware we must yeah, go. Yeah, I've got to go and do Love Island now. That was absolutely fantastic. Thanks, ladies man. and gentlemen. The wonderful Ian Sterling. What an absolutely lovely fella. Ian Sterling there, ladies and gentlemen. He's off on his biggest ever tour of the UK. He's got a new show called Relevant. Starts in March, goes through to April. If you want to get some tickets, go along. It's iandoesjokes.com. And that's Ian, 
I-A-I-N. In case, you know, there might be another Ian does jokes. And listen, he's probably really good, but if you want to give this Ian your eyes and ears, then you have to go to I A. Listen, anyway, you know our websites work. It's iandoesjokes.com. See you next week for more Wonderbox. Listener.